Say hello to a new friend on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America. Hey, good morning, everyone. A little bit of road trip inspiring music here for from Joe and Woody and the boys, the road crew. And road trip is what we have in mind for you today. I'm going to be sharing one of my uh, favorite corners of the world. Down around Silver City, New Mexico. <clears throat> you know, uh, Silver is one of those places that... Uh, it gets recognition in some circles, but uh, it's it's often uh, surprisingly an obscure place, shall we say. And it's in a really amazing uh, area at the heart of an adventurer's paradise. And uh, someplace I've really enjoyed quite a lot over the years. I have to admit, I haven't been down that way for a couple years now. Uh, I lived there for a bit in... Uh, the late 70s and in the early 70s, worked ranches and mines. But uh, it's a neat old town. You know, picture a miniature San Francisco with the steep hills, the one-way streets, but uh, it's like it's a setting for an Old West movie. That gives you an idea of downtown Silver City. Lots of one-way streets, steep hills. Lots of interesting things there. There's uh, the, one of the main drags is Bullard Street. Uh, runs through downtown, the historic business district, dead ends against a little, a little hill on the edge of town. But one block off Bullard Street is what they call Big Ditch Park. And this really kind of exemplifies the unique nature of Silver City. Uh, originally, that Big Ditch Park was Main Street. And because of logging and mining and uh, denuding the hills, they had a major rainstorm and a flood in uh, the late 19th century. And a wall of water came through town and gouged out Main Street 10 feet deep down to solid rock. And the buildings that survived on Main Street, well, they simply were boarded up. They became the back of the stores. They put fronts on the others, the reverse side of the buildings on Bullard Street. That became the new Main Street. And as a result, Silver City has a great uh, park downtown Main Street, with a little stream, the Big Ditch Park. That's one of the unique things about uh, Silver City that I've, I've always been fascinated with. Uh, the other that I, I was always intrigued with, even oh, you know, when I back in the 70s when I was working mines and ranches down in Silver was the unique cultural diversity of the city. Uh, it's home to Western New Mexico University, so it has a little bit of liberal Berkeley, if you will, in the mix. At that time, some of the teachers there at the college were uh, 
leftovers from Haight Ashbury and Woodstock, but yet you have ranching families that have been there for decades. And you even have um, uh, Mexican families that have been there even longer uh, outside of Silver City down at San Lorenzo, which is along Highway 152 east of town. It's big. Uh, the town's gone now. It's an open pit copper mine. But it's one of the oldest continuously operated mines in, um, in the United States. They've been pulling copper out of the ground there since the 1790s. So you have Mexican families in the Silver City area that have been there for close to 200 years or so. And then there's a Native American presence, too. So it's a very unique cultural diversity. And uh, it's about 90-some miles from the Mexican border. That adds a unique flavor to it. The town is located on right on the Continental Divide. I mean, literally, when you're coming in on Highway 180, you'll see a sign that says uh, Continental Divide. And then about 100 yards past that, it says Welcome to Silver City. About 6,000 feet in the mountains. So it's kind of a nice climate. Uh, but I mentioned that silver is at the heart of an adventurous paradise. And one example is Highway 15 that runs north. The Gila Wilderness uh, and the Gila National Forest is something like 3 million acres. It's kind of a horseshoe north of town. And uh, it is wilderness. I, some years back, I was much younger at the time, we went on a five-day backpacking trip from the Gila Cliff Dwellings at the headwaters of the Gila River over to Reserve, New Mexico, through the wilderness. And uh, the first day, there was lots of signs of people, the usual, you know, signs of camping, uh, a little bit of trash here and there. But four days, you know, we could have been the first person to see some of that. It felt like, I know we weren't, but it sure felt that way. Uh, Highway 15 is, is a fantastic drive that just, that just rates really high on my list of drives you have to make. It's a little narrow two-lane highway, state highway. And it heads north out of Silver City. One climbs through a little bit of suburbia and then climbs higher and higher into the mountains. And you get to a little town of Pinos Altos. It's uh, up in the pine forest, probably 7,000 feet. It's an old town. It dates back to the 1830s, 1840s. Uh, pretty much a ghost town and artist colony. But that doesn't mean there's not some neat stuff there. Uh, the Buckhorn Saloon and the Opera House, they're one building there. They date back to sometime around the 1860s. And except for Prohibition area, people have been bellying up that bar and drinking ever since. And the beautiful old Adobe Opera House is now a steakhouse. It's really neat. The old uh, general store at the end of the street. Uh, last time I was there, it was an art gallery and gift shop. That was opened by Roy, Judge Roy Bean and his brother. Judge Roy Bean was made famous law west of the Pecos down in Langtree, Texas. Made a movie about him, and he was kind of famous in the uh, frontier era. And the road continues. It climbs higher and higher into the mountains, twists and turns through the forest. And uh, along the uh, Gila River, the west fork of the Gila River, and uh You'll find places like Doc Campbell's Heel Hot Springs. Really a, just a neat, old-fashioned, 1940s or 50s type resort on the Gila River. 
and they use a lot of the hot springs water uh, in the uh, motel rooms and whatnot. So it's kind of a shock on a cold or cool fall morning to find what you what almost a heated toilet seat because they run uh, the hot springs water through the toilets. Uh, and of course, the, the the big claim to fame, the road kind of dead ends at the visitor center at Gila Cliff Dwellings National Monument. And uh, hi, bring your hiking shoes. It's a relatively easy hike, but uh, it does have some climbing and it's a little strenuous, but it's, it's really fascinating. Uh, you can follow the trail up along this creek and all, you'll come around a corner in this little narrow canyon and there's the cliff dwellings. And they have it well-preserved and watched, but they have the ladders. So you can actually climb up into the cliff dwellings and, and get a real sense of what life was like in these villages. I, I just, it's something I've always been fascinated with, and I've been there countless times. Uh, you know, here's a way to tie this to silver, to uh, Route 66. He is uh, from Holbrook, Arizona. Go east on I-40 a few miles, and then take the drive through the Painted Desert Petrified Forest National Park. By the way, that is the only national park that is bisected by Route 66. You take the loop drive through the park. It'll go north and then turn south and go back under I-40. And the southern terminus of that national park road is at Highway 180, U.S. 180. You follow U.S. 180 south to Silver City. And, uh, oh, my, it is something. And there's all kinds of little tidbits. Uh, Springerville, Arizona. You'll find a Madonna of the Trail statue uh, there in front of the post office. Now, that seemed out of place for people who know about the Madonna of the Trail statues. They were put up along the National Old Trails Road. Uh, the National Old Trail Road Association president, Harry Truman, who went on to be president of something a little bigger than the, the National Old Trails Road Association, uh, authorized putting these monuments up in each of the states through which the National Old Trails Road passed. And it was paying homage to the pioneering women of the frontier era. I don't have a lot of details, but that Madonna the Trail statue was supposed to go in Kingman, Arizona, but folks got in a little bit of a tiff with the, with the National Old Trails Road Committee, so Harry put it over there in Springerville. And from Springerville, the Highway 180 climbs high into the mountains at Alpine, Arizona. To give you an idea how high this is, just south of, uh, of Alpine in Hannigan's Meadows, they have dog sled races in the winter. And I've seen snow flurries up there in June. And then the state line is just a few miles from uh, Alpine, past Luna. And you drop off the other side in a series of twists and turns, and you wander through some fascinating little towns like Alma. Alma's, if you blink, you miss it. It's literally not there anymore. Um, but the town is interesting. There was a big ranch headquartered in Alma, and that is where Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid uh, used it as a hideout. They worked there before they headed for South America and uh, Glenwood, New Mexico. Glenwood is one of my, just a little tiny town. I doubt that the population is 100 people. Uh, nice little restaurants. It's right at the heart. A lot of hikers, campers, hunters, fishermen, 
they stop there. Uh, the Whitewater Motel, that's my go-to place. Built sometime probably late 30s, early 40s. Clean as a pen. Uh, big wide veranda in the back that fronts the, the uh, San Francisco River. Beautiful. And the claim to fame in uh, Glenwood is uh, what they call the catwalk, Whitewater Park and catwalk. It's a little paved road. It's amply marked. and It's a little two-lane road about five miles off the highway. And basically what the catwalk is, this was a very rich mining area in the 19th century. And so uh, they had a mill in what they called Whitewater Canyon. And they had a pipeline bolted to the canyon wall with a catwalk for inspection. Well, after the mining ceased, they had all washed out. Well, the Park Service years ago created a park at the head of uh, Whitewater Canyon, and they rebuilt the catwalk. So uh, it's, a, it's a hiking trail. Some of it's uh, on the ground, but a lot of it's on the catwalk. And it's bolted to this narrow canyon wall. In some places, it's so narrow you can touch the sides. And it's anywhere from 10 to 60 feet above the stream below. Uh, makes for a great, great hike and walk. So it's something else that I've really, really enjoyed uh, there. And you'll come down, you'll see a sign that says Mule Creek Highway 78. Uh, that's another side trip that I can recommend. That goes west across the Arizona line. Most of what we're talking about here is just paralleling the Arizona line in New Mexico. Highway 78 goes down through the little place of Mule Creek. Mule Creek is about four houses and a post office. And then you drop down the hill into Marinci and Clifton, Arizona, old mining towns. Now, Marinci, the t old town, is gone. It's an open pit copper mine that swallowed up the town. And uh, the town of Marinci is modern type housing built in the last 50 years. Uh, Bash's store, little shopping center. Clifton, rough around the edges, but uh, Clifton's well worth exploring. Uh, the old business district dates back to the 1880s and uh, really wore at the heel. But one place you've got to see in Clifton is the jail. Uh, the train depot, right, it's right across near the train depot. And what they used to do is you would go to the police department and ask for the keys. And I, I understand they've changed that now. But the jail is right across from the old railroad depot, which is built on a, on the uh, a hill above the San Francisco River. Now, the jail, picture this in your mind. It's kind of a reddish-brown uh, rock face, and it's natural, and it's almost like you cut it with a cake knife. It's that straight and smooth, and it's right along the highway today. Well, in the, in the uh, late 19th century, when they built this, they hired some miners. What they did is they cut an entrance in the rock, then cut some steps in a tunnel going back in the rock, and they carved out four or five jail cells out of the rock. For ventilation and light, they ran a drill steel right straight up through the ceiling. They only needed one guard. Nobody was tunneling out. Nobody was getting out. Uh, legend has it, persistent local legend has it, that uh, the first occupants of the jail were the miners, some of the miners who dug the, the uh, jail. They got paid and apparently went on a big tooth there in Clifton. Um, that's another good one. 
before you get to Glenwood, just before, look for Highway 159 going up to the ghost town of Mugion. Ooh, doggy. This road will, uh, it's a white knuckle drive. It is a paved road, but it is sheer drops, sharp. I wouldn't even call them curves. It's Z-shaped. And in some places, it's a one-lane road with pullouts. And it's used by logging trucks. The town of Mugion, not much left. There was a, There's a bed and breakfast that uh, occasionally opens and closes, a restaurant that occasionally opens and closes. But, uh, again, it dates back to 1870s, 1880s, and the era of the Apache Wars, Mangus, Colorado, and Victorial. Uh, just just, a, just a, a picturesque, beautiful old mining town. Hasn't been tourified. Something else to keep in mind and, and look for. And uh, just, just a neat. <coughs> I want to, <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> I want to throw something out for you. Uh, if you visit the Silver City area, a book that I highly recommend before you go, uh, they were reprinting it for a while and a real grande press, I believe. Uh, it's called Black Range Tales by James McKenna. It's still pretty common on Amazon.com. Short version, James McKenna was a pioneer that came to the, that area, Silver City area, Mugion, all this area, in the 1870s. He wrote this book in the early 1920s, just before he passed. And uh, very, very good storyteller and writer. And a few times he stretches the truth. Well, you can, you can almost see the twinkle in the old man's eye when he's pulling your leg. But incredible stories. He was a... Uh, Justice of the Peace, he was a magistrate, he was a law enforcement officer in the area of Cook's Peak, the mining district over around uh, Fort Cummings on the Butterfield stage route, uh, hauled mummies out of some of the cliff dwellings, sold them to circus sideshows. He was involved in battles with uh, the Apache during the Apache Wars with, like, say, Man Mangus, Colorado, Victoria. And then he wrote about the transitions, like building, watching the highway and driving the highway over the Black Range. And uh, we'll get to that in a second. But anyway, the book, Black Range Tales, James McKenna, really, really highly recommend reading that book. Silver City itself, lots and lots of attractions. Park and walk downtown. Uh, they have one of the top five Victorian-era business districts in the state of New Mexico, full of just architectural charms and wonders. Uh, the museum is built in an old house with a tower and a cupola and uh, chock full of interesting artifacts. Uh, the old Buffalo Bar downtown. Interesting restaurants. A great place to visit, and the uh, Western New Mexico Museum, uh, Western New Mexico University, has a very, very interesting museum. Uh, as a little bit of a personal note, this whole area is just rich with archaeological sites and developments. Uh, I lived in Silver City for a few years as a kid in the early seventies, and uh, being me, uh, I was instead of taking the, uh, the the sidewalk or the normal way. I cut through the brush and went over the hill up by the water tanks to school, walking back and forth. And when they had put, apparently when they had put in those water tanks at the top of the hill, 
they had bulldozed it without any regard. And this you find this a lot down in Silver City, things that were done in the late 19th century through the 1930s. And the ground was littered with pottery from the members' culture, probably a thousand years old. And I had shoeboxes full of that really in, uh, intricately designed and painted pottery. And later, a ranch that I worked out down along the uh, Members River, there was a place on the hilltop that uh, archaeologists came in and did a dig. I was able to help a little bit with that, and I found that very interesting. Uh, City of Rock State Park is nearby. The Faywood Hot Springs Resort is just outside of town along the Members River. Uh, a great drive and a fascinating area. Another one is... Uh, Highway 152 uh, out of Silver. You go by Fort Baird, which dates back into the uh, late 19th century. A lot of it's abandoned, but it's a military uh, hospital and whatnot. But I am I, last, my last visit, I was very surprised by how, how good the condition was of a lot of the buildings that date back to the late uh, 19th century. Uh, that's really neat. And then you'll go over the pass by the uh, mine that I mentioned before at San Lorenzo. There's little side roads. Look for some signs that point to like uh, Hanover, Horton, Fierro, these kind of places. It worked little side trips. They are old mining towns, not much left, five, six, seven buildings, half a dozen people. But pretty interesting. I worked underground in the mines up there at Fierro for a bit, but that's a story for another day. And then after you drop top the pass, you drop down into the Members River Valley. And this is another indication of how special this area is. You go through a little farming towns like San Lorenzo. Now, San Lorenzo has been picking up a lot in recent years. They built a nice school. They got some housing developments. But the old part of the town along the Members River and uh, along the highway, that core dates back to sometime around 1800, plus or minus a few years. Pretty neat. The climb up through the Black Mountains, the Black Range, is uh, the Iron Range, Black Mountains. Wow. Just absolutely amazing. Campgrounds along Iron Creek. You climb higher and higher. When you get to the top of the pass, you can see the Rio Grande River Valley down below. And then the road make, takes off. It's just it's cut from the side of the mountain, and uh, there's no room for error. And uh, it's hard to enjoy the view and drive, but it, it's spectacular. A couple of mining towns on the other side of the mountain, well worth noting. Uh, Kingston, lots that are left, but it's kind of a arts community bed and breakfast. Hillsboro is the same way, but Hillsboro has a few festivals. Uh, Hillsboro, the was picturesque ruins, beautiful, beautiful old courthouse. Uh, in ruins, burned many years ago. It was built of red brick, and it, it, the windows perfectly framed the mountains in the backdrop. Uh, just down the road a piece is Lake Valley, site of the largest, uh, as far as I know, the largest pure silver discovery in history, the uh, bridal chamber. Take a, take a read about that. Uh, the ore was so rich that they cut a hole and ran a, a small rail thing uh, line into the entrance. And they were literally using torches to melt silver off the walls for a while. That's all down in that Silver City country. And I highly recommend a couple little notes on history. Uh, Silver City. 
Um, you know, I, I say this often, but better to fill the head with useless knowledge than no knowledge at all. Well, uh, along Highway 180 going out towards Arenas Valley, uh, just on the edge of Silver City, uh, there was a Budweiser dealership. There's a trailer park. There was a Kmart now closed and a Chevrolet dealership and whatnot. Hidden behind the beer distributor was an old cemetery. And Billy the Kid's mother was buried there. Billy the Kid actually spent a bit of time in Silver City, as did, gosh, just about most of the uh, famous Wild West Frontier era characters. Well, I hope you found this program interesting and entertaining and road trip inspiring. Got a couple more things for you before we button this up. Uh, uh, we have a new sponsor. The Kingman Route 66 Fest will be held on October 14th and 15th of this year, second annual event. And a quote from their website, it says, the Kingman Route 66 Fest celebrates all things Route 66, especially the history and culture surrounding it. And it's hosted in beautiful Lewis Kingman Park, an historic park that was one of Arizona's few shady rest stops along the Mother Road. This event will feature live bands, a beer garden serving regional craft beers, food and craft vendors, a motorcycle show, a classic car show, a pinup girl contest, Route 66 displays, and Kingman's first and only zip line. Uh, for more information, check out the event section at explorekingman.com. And one more, we want to give a shout out to the good folks there at the city of Tucumcari in New Mexico. You know, Route 66 enthusiasts throughout the world know Tucumcari for its uh, time capsules, its neon lit wonders, places like the Blue Swallow Motel that opened in 1939 and the delightful time capsule that is the Roadrunner Lodge. David Brenner has, has uh, masterfully and with painstaking detail created a motel that gives the distinct impression you stepped back to 1964 and uh, done it very well with a thin overlay of modern amenities. Really neat. But there's so much more to Tucum carry. There's a great railroad museum, Mesa Lines Community College Dinosaur Museum, all worth taking a look at. Uh, now a little shameless self-promotion. I've got a new book come out this month. My second book that's released this year, uh, Route 66 Backroads, Side Trips and Detours Off the Main Street of America. And uh, our second podcast, we're working on developing, still a little burrs and roughs edges, uh, be published um, Monday, usually Tuesday we're going for, car, car Talk from the Main Street of America. Uh, we're, we're blending a little bit of travel. This program, Coffee with Jim, is largely travel. This program, uh, Car Talk from the Main Street of America, has a little bit of uh, travel inspiration but it's mostly automotive history and the inspirational people behind the auto industry. And on this week's program, we take a trip to Jackson, Michigan, a city that was once a contender for Detroit's title of Motor City. Uh, I think you'll find that interesting. That podcast, as well as this one, are all archived on Spotify, iHeartRadio, most major platforms for podcasts. And of course, you can find links uh, with buttons with links and more information about these programs, as well as my up my travel schedule of appearances 
And you can book appearances through our website, jimhinkleysamerica.com. Well, uh, before we button this thing up, I have to ask, any questions? Any ideas or suggestions for future programs or uh, anything we need to be talking about? Have I inspired you to take a road trip to Silver City, New Mexico? I'll tell you, uh, I, I've entertained and toyed with the thought quite a few times about living down in Silver, writing my last chapter on this earth down there. I've, I've enjoyed the country. When I was a bit younger, I uh, really came close to buying some farming property down along the Members River. It's that nice. It's that good. Well, my friends, I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, check out our other program, Coffee with a Car Talk from the Main Street of America. Stan Husted is the producer. And it's still got a few burrs, but we are moving that thing along and the uh, program's looking good. Uh, I'm proud of this podcast, even though we're still having Facebook issues. And uh, we had about a for a few months, we lost about 60% of everything we were doing resultant of Facebook issues. But I'm pleased to say that this podcast in the last three, four months has had an 1,100% increase in reach and engagement. And now I'm working on the next podcast. Telling people where to go, sharing the adventures. That, my friends, is Jim Hinckley's America. Well, until next week when we do this again, uh, take care, have a good week. And, well, uh, light your friends. Nah, let's make us a coffee party next week. What do you think? Need to get this to be a little more interactive. Take up the pace a bit. Say hello to a new friend on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America. Well, until we meet again, mi amigos. Vaya con Dios. Adios. <laughs>